a year ago, found a nail lady, threw somebody's nails that I liked. And I said, where is she? I want to go see her. And so I made an appointment with her and she's been rude the entire time. Like, it's not just me. It's not just, you know, like, oh, she doesn't like me because Jordan will go with me sometimes. And she's like, God, she literally sits there for an hour and doesn't talk to you. Mm -hmm. But you can't like not go back to her because she does such a great job. So that's my question. Have you ever been in a toxic relationship, like a business relationship with someone you give money to? And they treat you but like you're shit. mad that yeah. you're giving them money and they treat you like shit. Because I did it for a year. Yeah, that says I, a lot about me. I think I think <laughs> by by living vicariously by proxy you, by proxy, I, I lived through that because every time you came home, you were so upset. And I said, I think you like it. No. I think that I think you like. Yeah, because you were like, you keep going that, back. Yeah, I think you like the fact that she does something for you that you you absolutely love, but the way she does it drives you crazy. She's Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And we're the Copelands. We are entrepreneurs, parents, business and life coaches. Lifelong learners and so much more. On this podcast, we share some of our best and worst experiences. <laughs> From raising kids to building businesses or having a career you always dreamt of, we tackle it all. And all the funny moments in between. Look, life can be a challenge and sometimes you just need the right friends to help you push through. Pushing you to the right mindset and perspective that shifts life in your favor. So if you're like us and you're always looking to grow, laugh, and dream big, this is the place for you. So get ready to be pushed. original are we live we are live okay well welcome back to the push podcast <laughs> it's been like a long time oh my god okay well so, it's good to be back hello hello who are hello you to our listeners who am i uh who am i beanie man yes oh, great okay no more <laughs> name that tune uh in this episode uh there's gonna be so much that we want to share with our listeners because we have taken the summer off right yeah like we yeah. didn't record any new episodes up to, up up past July and so we miss you guys we miss uh recording the podcast we miss chatting with you about important things and so we're back yeah it feels it feels good to be back yeah i'm excited um i feel like there's so much that has happened so much um so, so here's what i think you're going to get out of this episode it's titled grown kids redefine relationships and goodbyes it's like our summer recap and um, anytime we do a podcast episode, we always ask ourselves, like, what do we want the listeners to get? Mm -hmm. And so you may not be empty nesters with kids that are grown and you may not be redefining relationships with your kids or saying goodbye because they're moving to another country for college. But I promise you that we want to offer you perspectives if you're still raising kids and they're still small, um, because one day you'll be sending them off to college, hope hopefully, right? Yeah. And if you don't have kids, um, that's okay. Maybe you'll just be entertained and you'll take some really good uh, <laughs> nuggets from, from this episode on um, transitions because that's what it really yeah, is. It's, it's really about, about transitions. It's about transitioning uh, from one stage of your life that in a, a lot of cases, are like the stages in our life define who we are at that mm -hmm. point in time. And then over time, when you, do, you transition to another part, now you have a new identity. So for anyone that's trying to figure out like, who you are, who you are and how to transition in this phase of life yeah. and how to transition in a way that um, is not filled with 
Because I think people have mourned their former self, yeah. right? And so you go through a phase of like, this was my life. And then you go through this phase of mourning yeah. the, the thing that you lost. So. so we're going to teach you how to go through transitions with some joy, I think, in this episode. Um, even though we might be talking about some sad stuff, some stuff that lots of people cry about. Um, there were definitely tears, but I think we found great joy in a lot of these things, right? 100%. So um, before we kick it off, if you're new to the Push Podcast, welcome. Uh, this is a live updated right. uh, thing. Uh, at the time of recording this, we are currently like all this war stuff is unfolding with yeah. Palestine and Israel. And we got to say like our hearts go out to all of the children and families and just everybody impacted on both sides. And so that's been something that we've been having crazy debates over and lots of great conversations. Um I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about stuff like that? Because I feel like one of the things that the Push Podcast brings is being able to have critical uh, conversations that require critical thinking. Yep. And so although we don't talk about politics or, you know, lots of really touchy subjects, we talk about them a lot in our home. Yeah. And we do it in a way that forces people, us, to be open-minded and consider all... Um, you know, all sides yeah. and just be kind the, of just and, a and, human. And the like thing a, I think that makes us hesitant is because for whatever reason, those things are touchy. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, talking about, you know, politics and, and what's going on in the world is touchy and it yeah. gets people on their feelings. And we just and, think you should and, be having those yeah, conversations. And like, that's the point of the push podcast is like, we right. wanted to start this show so that way we could talk to you about some of the things that you should be talking about with your friends or with your family or with your kids. And so when people ask me, Oh, what's your podcast about? I'm like, it's about all of the tough things that every human goes through but they might not have someone to talk to or yeah. to get great advice from or to try on new perspectives. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's anyway, sidebar. more to come on that, but yeah. you know, you guys stop being so damn touchy when it comes to yeah. everybody. But like, can I just say, I have a what in the world. If you're okay. new here, we do this thing called what in the world. It, it means exactly what it sounds like. What in the world? That's weird. <laughs> I just got out of a toxic relationship with my nail lady after over a year. <laughs> that is my what in the world. Um, and I'll tell you why. Oh, my God. I randomly saw this woman a year ago. Over a year ago, she had great nails. I'm really particular about, like, how they're shaped. I went for 20 years not getting my nails done. Why? Because it wasn't an expense that I needed to uh, spend money on raising kids and doing all that. I recently had this conversation with our 22-year-old daughter, and I was like, you're in the stage where you got to start making sacrifices, right? Like yeah. I didn't get my nails done for 20 years. Like I started doing my own <laughs> eyebrows. Like you got to figure out where your money's going to go. If you want right. to buy a property, you got to right. save money. Right? So anyways, I, a year ago found a nail lady through somebody's nails that I liked. And I said, where is she? I want to go see her. And so I made an appointment with her and she's been rude the entire time. <laughs> Like, it's not just me. It's not just, you know, like, oh, she doesn't like me because Jordan will go with me sometimes. And she's like, God, she literally sits there for an hour and doesn't talk to you. Mm -hmm. But you can't like not go back to her because she does such a great job. So that's my question. Have you ever been in a toxic relationship, like a business relationship with someone you give money to? And they treat you but like you're shit. mad that yeah. you're giving them money and they treat you like shit because I did it for a year. Yeah. That says I, a lot about me. I think I think <laughs> by by living vicariously by proxy, <laughs> by proxy I, I lived through that because every time you came home you were so upset 
And I said, I think you like it. No. I think that I think you like. Yeah, because you were like, you keep going that, back. Yeah, I think you like the fact that she does something for you that you you absolutely love, but the way she does it drives you crazy. She's just mean. Yeah. So and the, it's also because you are a person that loves connection, yeah. and this particular person is not interested yeah. in connecting with mm -hmm. you. And I think that that can sometimes become across where you see them as being rude, but they're just like, I don't yeah, want to Yeah, but if to you, I lady. sit in your chair and I've made an appointment and I'm like, oh, it's my first time and, you know, I saw this woman, you know who she is, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, mm, what color would you like? <laughs> oh, my God. So first time I was like, I don't think I'm coming back here. But she did such a great job. I had right. to go back, right. right? So here I've been going back every two weeks for the last year and a half. And... The straw that broke the camel's back was I called her for an appointment. Appointment. She said, yeah, come at one o'clock. Mm. I said, okay. Hangs up on me. No bye. No nothing. Right, Have a good right. day. See you then. So I go at one o'clock. I show up at 1255. I'm early. And I can hear her talking to someone in like another room where they do like eyebrows, but it's not really a room. It's like open. Right. So I hear her. Ha ha ha. Having fun. It's like someone from her shop. Someone right? she likes. Someone she likes, right? <laughs> but it's one of the workers, I think, from the shop that uh, wanted okay. her to do her okay. eyebrows because they were speaking Vietnamese and whatever. But she's like, I was like, wow, she laughs. That's interesting. Mm. So I sit there. I wait five minutes. I'm like, okay, she's going to come out at any point because she's told me one o'clock. Doesn't come out. Five, it's 105 now, 110, 1.15. 1.15, I've been sitting there for 20 minutes, 15 minutes of my appointment time. She comes out and I see her and I smile and she doesn't smile back at me. And I go, OK, she's going to come over and she's going to say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, one of our employees is getting married and I had to do her eyebrows. Like, give me some explanation. I've been waiting for 15 minutes. Right. So I'm thinking, should I walk out? Like if she does, if she's not nice, if she doesn't acknowledge me in the next five minutes, should I leave? And I was like, nope, need to get my nails done. And what if I can't replace her? I don't want to burn the bridge. Right. Right. And so I'm just like going through all this in my head, waiting for her to make eye contact while she's like doing whatever she's doing, because I can see her now. She's not in the room anymore. And she walks over and she puts on her mask and she goes, what color do you want today? Not a high, not a sorry, I'm 15 minutes late. Not a thank you for waiting. Not, not, a, not a nothing. And so in that moment, I was like, yeah, not ever coming back. Yeah, I just can't tolerate it anymore. It's too toxic. My feelings are hurt and it's just bad service. Right. Not going to give you any more of my money. And I'm surprised that you did it without saying something. Yeah. Usually that's not my. Yeah. Usually yeah. you're like, OK, I got to let you know why yeah. I'm never coming back. It's more of my thing to just I'm not coming, yeah. I'm not coming back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I pulled an Eddie. I'm yeah. not going back. So I got a referral, went to her the other day. She's lovely. Did a great job. Mm. And um, yeah, so I'm out of that toxic relationship and I feel so liberated. Yeah, well, good for you. Yeah. I'm so happy for Thank you. you. I mean, I I think that you found someone else and that's what's most most important. Yeah. Right. And so the good thing is, is that you didn't give her feedback so she can be shitty with everyone else and never learn. See and then, that? I don't know, think that that's a good thing. That's why I think feedback is so important. Right. But I mean, you didn't give her that gift. Yeah. You know, so, so. I want to know, like, if you've ever been in a toxic relationship with someone that you give money to, maybe it's your gardener, maybe it's your eyebrow lady, maybe it's your barber. Like, mm -hmm. you're just like, God, they're always late. They don't, you know, really appreciate my business, but they do such a damn good job that I have to keep coming back. I want to know, am I the only one? And then, like, what is the threshold? Like, like yours was, she does a really great job. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, was it the best nails you had, yes. you had ever had? Okay, mm -hmm. so the best nails you've ever, yep. ever had. 
and fast and if you went to this other person Mm -hmm. and it was subpar would you've gone back probably yeah (laughs) i needed to like replace her with equal quality work that's maybe that's a toxic trait i have but if you find someone that does something well sometimes their personality is not always going to be that great i find it unacceptable when you're the business owner though right does the new person know that they're the rebound Yes, okay. I told her. Okay. I literally sent her a message. I, I said, my friend important. Christy is sending me to you. <laughs> I want to let you know I need to get out of this toxic relationship <laughs> with my current nail lady. So when I told her, she was floored. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't imagine ever talking to a client like right. that or ever not talking to a client. So we had a great conversation. I think if I was her, I would say, I think you really should take your time first before coming to someone right. new. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to oh be that God. rebound. And, Shut and up. And then you, you know, rubber band back or boomerang <laughs> back to your original lady. You're crazy. So. So that's my what Well, world. I'm glad you protected V's yeah. um, name <gasps> from the podcast. Wow. <laughs> you just name dropped. Yeah. Well, V yeah. in Temple City. If you guys know her, I'm not going to say the name of the place. She does I'm extraordinary not. nails, yeah. but she will. She's, you know, and she's so fast, so efficient. Yeah. Anyways, okay, moving on. Let's talk about our summer. We're going to give you a recap, and then we're going to share all the lessons. Um, this summer, I got to say, it was the best summer of my life. Not because Aww. everything was perfect, not because we did amazing things, but just because I think we were, I was really intentional like going into Jordan's senior year like knowing that it was going to be our last year with her so I wanted to go to all of her plays and participate in all of the things and be available for all of the senior activities and so I had to back off of work a lot uh, which meant that we're making a sacrifice that's less money right but it was something I knew like I'll never get this last year back with my kid so um she had like in in like Leading up to June, it was like all these awards banquets and grad night. And like I had to pick her up at like 3 a.m. in the morning and just stuff like that that I would have been really complaining about if I wouldn't have been intentional in setting my schedule to be able to accommodate that. So that was like lesson number one. If you are in a season where you know you want to be present, you know your family needs to be priority, yeah. you know that your oldest kid is, you know, only got a couple more months with you, then I would say, like, ask yourself, what sacrifices do I need to make so that I can be present because you won't get that time back? And I think I'm glad you're bringing this up because I think that many people would say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the last year or um, whatever the. The, the pivotal moment of yeah. transition is. Um, but I think that it's, it's harder than you think, right? Yeah. Because like consciously saying, I'm going to back off of something that you know requires momentum, yeah. right? So your business, uh, like even if it's your career, all those things require some momentum. And so not only is it is giving up that moment, but now you have to, when you get back to it, yep. it has to be this ramp up period. And so I think that that is a calculated sacrifice that I think is super worth it and super important. I think when you do that, though, you have to estimate or, you know, um, like there will be obvious repercussions to that, right? Less money. Okay, can I plan and prepare around that? Um, I'm going to be breaking the momentum. So I'm going to have to be okay with parking lotting a lot of ideas that I have where we may already have traction. And that right. one of those was the podcast. We've right. had the podcast for three years we've never taken a break never missed an episode and i was like you know what 
this is something we have to say no to right now in order to say yes to more time with the kids. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just having a plan in place to hold yourself accountable for a schedule, but then knowing that secondary consequences will occur. Right. Yeah. So when I come back, yes, I will have made less money. There's less momentum. But am I going to come back and be like overwhelmed? No, I'm going to come back and know that it's going to take me some time to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. I was like the first week I was like, what do I do for a living? Like, <laughs> I had to ask my team, like, are we OK? Like, I, do you guys need me? They were like, actually, here's a rundown of all of the wins we've had while you took the time off. And that's another thing, like some of you that are listening that are entrepreneurs, um, you know, being able to have a reliable staff is not something I've always had. but that should always be the goal yeah. so that when life takes unexpected turns, you're able to step away. That's the beauty of being a business owner, right? right? But a lot of people are not in a position to do that because maybe you're not always trying to get the best people in place. Right? Yeah. And, so, and, and I want to just go back for a second because I think that the element of like making a decisive decision to back off uh, is, is important. But I think where a lot of people go wrong is they don't provide, they don't give themselves grace in the, t in the during that time as well. Mm -hmm. And so when it's not intentional, you, you don't have grace, and you but you all know that you're trying to spend time in a, in a certain aspect. Then of your there's life. guilt. Then there's guilt, and then there's this this slight distraction from the moment, right? Because you're not in the moment anymore. Yeah. Now you're thinking about, oh, I'm here, I should be here, but oh God, this lingering thing is mm -hmm. in my head, and I think that that creates an a, you know unnecessary anxiety. Right. And so I think being really honest with yourself and saying, I'm taking this time. I understand the, the, all the secondary uh, consequences from that. And third, I understand all those things, but this is the moment that I'm going to spend mm -hmm. and then be there and not have that. And yeah. to come back and also, to your point, have that grace as you return, not to think, okay, now I need to catch up with everything. And that could be, for some people, that's like their health, right? They go on a vacation and they're fanatics about their health. And so it, it distracts from being in the moment in their, in, uh, in their, on their vacation because they're too worried about what they're going to eat. Mm -hmm. They're too worried about trying to find a place to work out, like all these different things. And then on the flip side, if they kind of let go of those things, now they're like get back from a vacation trying to get all back in, mm -hmm. in shape in, in one exercise. I, you, I don't want to I don't want a vacation <laughs> with people like that. I, I saw this TikTok the other day and it was like people I don't mess with. Oh, people I don't go back and forth with. Yeah. I don't go back and forth with people that have. Uh, he said that have allergies. You got a seafood allergy. I'm not traveling with you. I'm not eating with you. Um, but yeah, I don't want to go back and forth with people who have all these like restrictions on their health. When you go on vacation, I want to eat what I want. Right. I want to walk around. I want to have dessert. I want to do all that. And I'm not trying to find a gym to pay a one week membership while I'm on vacation. Right. I do like working out and moving my body. And sometimes, Oh, there's a cool yoga studio. But I don't want the trip to be based on that. Right. Anyways, let's right. get back into it. So, um, you know, going towards the, the last few months of Jordan's senior year, she had like four shows in a five week period. Yeah. Remember, so it's like needing to be available for that. Um, she had prom, grad night, senior portraits, award ceremonies, all of the things. And then we had this huge grad party because guess what? Jordan was graduating from high school and Jasmine was graduating from college. Huge accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And so we threw the biggest family party we've ever had for both of them, which also was a full time job for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was like, does my husband not know that like I did this whole entire no, party all not. by myself? <laughs> I, I, I walked into this this elaborate, over the top, amazing, beautiful party. And I was like. 
when did you do this? Yeah, it was like, like my full time job. <laughs> it, was yep. like, it was like one of those things where I was like, did she hire someone? Like, yeah. I don't remember her. You know, I interviewed vendors. I was like going through it. So, yeah, we had this great party. Jasmine graduated from so college. And can we just talk about really quick shout out to our girl, Jasmine? She's yeah. 22 years old now has her degree, she's an educated woman, uh, has a job, has a boyfriend, but it's a really challenging time to be 22 years old. Mm -hmm. Don't you, like, when you look back when you were in your 20s, I mean, you had two kids by the time you were 22. Uh, You had one kid. Yeah. Yeah. You were doing a lot. Yeah, I was trying to do it all I wasn't doing that much. Yeah. I was was traveling, (laughs) making money. Nope. Yeah. That was on a, that was living my best life. That was later in life. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. but I, mean, I I think it's important to remember that your kids who are transitioning until into the adult phase are becoming adults or trying to learn how to become adults for the first time, and it's challenging. Well, I think what's what makes it also challenging. We always I feel like every conversation when something is more challenging than the past is because of social media, but like. When I was 22, when you were 22, we lived our lives in, in a kind of regional space, right? So you knew the people around you, you knew what they were doing, and then you were just trying to find your way in life, mm-hmm. right? Whether that was through school or through that was through your finding a, a place in your career. But I think now people that are 22 years old, they represent or they put out into the world as if they're living like their best life Mm -hmm. at this really young age Mm -hmm. where they're traveling internationally or they're going to these different Mm -hmm. places and i was like that was not even a glimmer of of a thought in my mind was to go like i don't even think i knew where many places were in the world Mm -hmm. at 22 years old and so i think that um that the pressures of that is really difficult just to add to what you're saying it's not only just like finding a job and going through your career but like you're you you're you're looking at and you're comparing yourself to people that are your same age and you're going how are they able to do this mm-hmm. and now I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, our daughter's like I want to buy a brand new Tesla. <laughs> I'm like, girl, that's your dream car. I want to buy a condo or like a place. <laughs> like or paying rent's a waste of money. I was like, okay, wait, hold on. You got Pilates. <laughs> Gym memberships. You, you got your nails. Like she's living the life of a yeah. forty-plus-year-old. I said, with, "Damn, with I was in my forties when <laughs> multiple six-figure right. job." <laughs> and so I just, I'm, that's a question. Like, does right. this generation understand that? Like, literally, most of you are living a life that it take women like forty-something years to 100%. live. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. makes it hard. It's like you could, like these pe- kids are like living these lives that, like in in the past. All you, you saw was was, was a like you know when Someone's you were well photos. into your yeah <laughs> life, but now you're like oh this person's you know 20 years old and they're in you know Costa yeah. Rica and, right. and living their best life mm-hmm. and you know and they went to the Beyonce concert right, right. in another country or state and right so yeah well um okay let me pull us back so you know they both graduate we have great family times a a great um party and then kayla comes home from scotland finishing her second year in scotland in college and so then we all got to hang out for the summer right and it was great yeah and then and i'll just say when kayla comes home you don't know what you're gonna get what do you mean because she's gone for so long Mm -hmm. and you're just gonna go okay who is this person that's gonna come back like when the kids leave and they come home like especially for kayla because she's been so far i'm just like okay 
is she gonna have some new thing? Is mm-hmm. she gonna like have like she always comes back with some type of Scottish, you know, <laughs> slang or something that she just kind of like, um, you know, yeah, in conversation, mm-hmm. you know, utters, but. someone asked me when she comes home does she have an accent and i had to laugh i said oh yeah my family wouldn't let that fly no way i said her sisters are waiting for her to slip into some sort of accent so they could be like bitch you're from america like get out of here she was saying little things like surely not yeah surely not (laughs) we were like wait what so super fun Anyways, we had a great summer, and that summer, I think this summer was spent, again, with so much intention. Like, right. Jordan, you're leaving in 90 days. Like, what things do you want to do? What friends do you want to connect with? Like, what family members should we visit before you leave? So, you know, making the time to go spend a couple of weeks uh, with my sister and her new baby and my 95-year-old grandmother. Yeah. I remember like when Jordan hugged her, my 95-year-old grandmother, I started crying and I was like, why am I crying? And I said, because this may be the last time she sees her. Yeah. And that makes me really sad. But like, so when she asked me, I told her and she's like, mom, don't say that. I said, well, honey, like this is how life works, right. you know? People you love die and you're not going to be able to come home for a very long time. And so like make sure you give her a good hug, you know, ask her questions. So just being really intentional with like planning that stuff out was really fun. And then like leaving room for magic. Like Mm -hmm. one day it was really, really hot and I was like, okay, I want to be outside. I want to do something, not be in my cold home. But what should we do? We wound up her, um, the girls and I going to color me mine. I got to tell you, I haven't been there with them since they were five. We had so much fun, like just as adults wanting to be creative and like paint. We got some great pieces and we stayed there. I shit you guys not for six hours. I was like, do we need to pay another fee or are we good? It was air conditioned. It was 114 degrees outside that day. And we had the best time. And Jordan made, um, uh, I think a cookie jar for her, you know, apartment in London. Right. We went back another time and she made a plate and then she made a kettle and just like, so those were the dishes that we brought with her to London. Yeah. Those are so meaningful and special. And now I love color me mine. <laughs> yeah. Like it's my go-to there, gift. Like, yeah. Call you random. Oh my uh, they, color I need to be what? a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, just like leaving room for magic. So Um, the other thing around intentionality is like, we knew she was leaving for London. So we were like, how could we include family and friends and just make it fun? Because I think the one thing you can agree that we do, uh, really well now is like find the joy in it. Yeah. Right. So yes, your kids are going to get older and they're going to move out of your house. Yes. You know, we've got daughters going to international colleges that are 6,000, 7,000 miles away. But can you still find joy in that? Mm -hmm. Of course you can. So we had a packing party. We invited all the family over, got a ton of food. And, you know, she's holding up stuff. Should I bring this? Do I need to bring this? Definitely overpacked. (laughs) Um, We had so many challenges trying to secure an apartment for her with a flatmate and like speed date some of these incoming people that were going to be at her college. None of that worked out. And that's when things got a little real. Well, I spent yeah. months doing yeah. that. We probably yeah. got denied for 50 different apartments, right? Well, I so, had 20 different real estate agents working for us at one point trying to help right. us find something. And it just didn't work out. But yeah. I think we still learned a lot. We still 
tried to stay positive through it. You know, like Jordan at some point was getting kind of like stressed out. And I said, listen, you're going to have a place like we'll figure it out and it's going to work out perfectly. You have to use this as a mantra or you're going to spiral and be stressed out and it's not going to be enjoyable. Yeah. So checking each other all summer long around like what are your expectations? Chill out because things usually work out. This is not an exception. Well, it's just one of those. It's, it's so interesting because like you prepare for something, you do all these things to be intentional. And then like you think, okay, well, this has been done before, mm-hmm. right? People have moved their kids to school. People have moved their, their kids to international. Um, we have done it. We have done it. <laughs> right. And so, but so you, you kind of go into it thinking, okay, we've been here before, but it's so interesting because anything you've done before, when you do it again, there's a different twist. Mm-hmm. And so, like all of a sudden, London has a housing crisis. Yeah. Right? All yep. of a sudden, and there's a like, hundred people for every right. two bedroom and apartment. And so you're just like, okay, now this has gotten to a place where it was going to start off like, okay, that's about sixty days out. Let's start the motions, and all of a sudden, like things started getting shut down, and then things that looked promising got shut down. Yep. And so you you get to this place where we had this really small, tight window to lock something in, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I think we were what four weeks out, three weeks out. And it was like less than that. Less than that. But then we found a place we thought was really promising. And right before we wire transferred $8,000, it was fraud. Yep. That was a fun learning, that, that was... right? <laughs> so just like finding the joy in all of the things that go wrong, I think is like the name of the Copeland game. Right. And I think we're really good at it. Like everything goes wrong at some point. Right. And yeah. so just realizing like this stuff's not in my control. Like just, roll with it like something better will happen and like i don't know what are you being saved from right now right. like i always look at it like that if i can't get on that flight that plane's broke whatever okay thank you you right. you i would have died on that flight right right so just finding the like consolation prize and everything i think yeah and i think that that's the thing too that i think that i don't think a, a lot of people really think about a lot is 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 the fact that you can be going through something that can be stressful, can be hard, can be challenging, but also have a good like position yeah. around it, mm-hmm. right? And have like a good good clarity of mind of not like getting overwhelmed. Because I think that for many people, getting to a place where you're two weeks out and your kids moving in, in, across the country or in, internationally and you don't know where they're going to live, can spin people out, yeah, oh. right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, the situation that was was fraud you you jump right in because you get desperate and then all of a sudden the stress and the anxiety and all those things impact your ability to, to critically think and make mm-hmm. really good decisions and you make a poor decision. Yeah, well, we made some really good decisions, so yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of us. But then, so, you know, we're gearing up to to for the big move. So gearing up for the big move and um, it's time to go. We walk out of the house. She says goodbye to her house, you know, got her stuff packed. And we had Sarah and her kids like show up with some signs to say goodbye. That's when the tears started. And then mm. it was like, oh, this is real. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, while we were having the packing party, people are coming over, saying goodbyes, hugging her, crying. And so I tried really hard to be intentional with like, well, we're not going to cry in front of her because we don't want her to think we're sad that she's leaving. This is a celebratory time. But then I was like, why is it like it's kind of eating at my heart? And I was trying for the weeks leading up to her leave. um, I was trying to write her a letter. When Kayla left, I wrote her a letter. It took me a couple weeks. 
it's sad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh my God, we're going to miss you this and that. Like, what are some well wishes? And like, we're proud of you. And I, every time I sat down to write Jordan's letter, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and I would start crying and I was like, I got to do this later. So all this time goes by and now it's like uh, the day that we're going to leave her in London. And I'm like, I have to finish it. It's the morning, you know, of and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, why am I so sad about writing this letter to my daughter? And something hit me and I said, it's because I feel like there wasn't enough time with her. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I might get a little emotional, but something said, well, do the math. How much time did you get with her? So I, you know, take her birthday and I type it in the calculator up to the day that we were leaving and saying goodbye. And it was 6,625 days. Mm -hmm. And I just fell apart. I was like, oh, my God. So I start crying and you're like, what's wrong? And so I show you 6,625 days. Do you know what that is? And you're like, no. I said, that's how much time we got to spend with Jordan. And you Mm. fell apart. Like fell apart we both were just like oh my god this is awful and then it's like okay on the 6626th day she will not be with her parents anymore like she gets to start this new chapter so that was kind of like the title of my letter to her like for 6625 days we got to be your biggest supporters and cheerleaders we got to provide for you make sure you ate make sure you know you had um, a ride to and from school. We got to be a part of your everyday life and hear about your day and like all of these things. And now on the 6,626th day, we won't be a part of that. Yeah. And that just gutted me. I yeah. was like, okay, why didn't someone tell you <laughs> that you only get 6,600 days with your kid? 6,600. 6, 6, yeah. So I'm yeah. telling you guys right now, you only get 6,600 plus days, right? Yeah. And Uh, And then it's your job within that time to know that you have to build them up, give them the confidence, the practical life skills that they need and everything they need to be able to function without you on the 6,626th day. Yeah. And, you know, and and I think some people may hear that and they're like, okay, how how do I extend that? Right. Right. There's not enough time, but it's not about extending. No, it's about making good use of it. Right? And, and, and preparation. I, and, and, right. The preparation of getting them to a place where they can live on their own. They can figure things out. They can have good discernment. Right. All the things that you want them to have. And, you know, it makes we've been going back and like looking at videos yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And it makes you think, like, did, did we do those things? And you know, like and then you talk to her and you say, oh, yeah, I think I think, you know, all the parenting has yeah. worked. Right. And mm-hmm. she's she's really conscious of the decisions that she needs to make on a daily basis to keep herself safe to, to make you know to make sure she's taking advantage of every opportunity to uh, connect with people yeah. uh, from a relationship standpoint and all those things you want your kids to do but you only have 6600 yeah. days to do that yeah. right and um you're not you're not always going to be on your ga- a game but i think that if you're conscious of that you can make really good decisions yeah. and help them in life. And i think that just like with her being there for the last year by herself and Caleb being in Scotland for 2 years by herself, i can tell you you need to teach your kids how to freaking obviously do their laundry. <laughs> you need to teach them how to cook for themselves. Right. Like teach them about nutrition and proper nourishment, right? You need to teach them how to have good mental strategies like every kid before we drop them off at college. So what is your strategy going to be for managing stress? 
because you will get stressed out. Right. And if you don't have a strategy and like go to tools in your toolbox, you're just going to be stressed. Right. right. What is your strategy going to be when you get a little homesick? Are you going to go within and, you know, like not call your family and try to push through? Or are you going to be like, hey, I need to talk to somebody. Do I have a counselor at school? Should I get an online therapist? Like, so we discuss all these strategies with our kids to make sure that, you know, some shit's going to happen. And like, how are you going to plan to show up through it? Yeah, because so much of life is about endurance and resilience, mm -hmm. right? And like we we talk about this all the time, but we're getting to a place in this in, in the world because the light, the world is is a bit of a competition in a sense, right? Because everyone is competing to achieve things, mm -hmm. and whether you're competing within yourself, which is probably the best place to compete, or you're competing for a job, or you're competing for business, if if you're a business owner, like your ability to stay in the game and be high functioning is everything. Your and ability if you to fall find apart, a spouse. If you fall apart consistently and now you can't handle it and so you're stopping yeah. your business and you're stopping your career and you're stopping all you know your, your ability to get education and learn like others are that are not dealing with that or do have a way of managing their emotions mm -hmm. and getting through those things like are going to succeed yeah and so i think now we're in this place where resilience mental uh, um, toughness mm -hmm. is going to be the edge that people are going to be using to really advance in life and so I think that when we think about our kids and how we prepare them, like that's the thing we worry about the most because yeah. we see so many young people falling apart when, I mean, honestly, the things that are not really yeah, traumatic worthy or, of or worthy mm -hmm. of you falling apart. And so when the big things happen, how are you going to handle it? Right. And I think that that's the thing that's, that's super important through your 6,625 yeah. uh, hours And I, I think days. just going back to what you're saying about, like, your ability to stay in the game and continue to play, really, that's the only thing that separates the winners from the losers, right? Yeah. And I think of, like, my dear friend, Sophia, who's single and beautiful and educated, who just is like, I'm not getting on dating apps. I'm like, girl, you got to play to win. It's yeah. like the lotto, right? Get in the game. And so a teaser about that. But when you were talking about it, I'm like, it's literally everything. When you're trying to find a partner or a spouse, someone to share your life with, really, like, we talk often about what's a deal breaker for you if you had to date someone else. Like, right. if, if I died and you had to get back in the game, like, what's your deal breaker? Oh, my deal breaker is someone that is um, not smart. Well, duh. <laughs> I'm just saying someone that like my deal breaker is someone who who can't think critically and can't challenge me. Right. Yeah. So you want someone who's articulate, yeah. who's uh, smart enough to kind of like discern, you know, a couple of different opinions right. or perspectives. Yeah. So if you had some, I asked you the other day, if you were to go on a date with this beautiful woman and she was just like a panicker and stressing out like, oh, my God, well, what if this and oh, my God. Would that be a turn on for you or is that a deal breaker for you? It's a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want someone that's like not, whoa, chill. Yeah. Like I don't need that stress in my life. Like, and I'd be thinking, well, you haven't learned that like life can be what you make it, right? right? Like if right. you're making a big freaking, what do they say? A molehill out of a, a mountain of a molehill. Yeah. That's too much for me. That's a deal breaker for me. Right. Um, a deal breaker for me is like someone who's just unkind. Like right. if you treat service workers like, you know, you snap at a waiter. Oh, I'm out. Right. You don't leave a good tip. I'm out. You 
are, you know, very opinionated about your one sided version of like how you view view politics or religion, I'm out. Like I need someone to be open minded. So these are all deal breakers that make the game competitive. Mm -hmm. But you got to like be figuring out what you're bringing to the table in all of these. Right. So college is no different. Like the people with the winning strategies, they're going to be like, okay, I got some tough feedback in school today. I got to go back tomorrow and come harder. Yeah. Right. And I think that like I tell people, employees and everything, your best ability is availability. And if your availability, like your ability to come to work or build in your career, if you can't be consistent, if you can't show up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing that people want. Right. And so I think that that goes to everything in life. And, you know, our kids growing up were really good. Well, Jordan had some moments where she wasn't <laughs> good at just, you know, going to school consistently, not, mm-hmm. you know, fighting through even when you're sick. And now what, you know, connecting with her and seeing her sick and, you know, pushing through and, and mm-hmm. you know, and still showing up. Right. And like those things matter. Yeah. Right. They, you know, they give they give character, but they also deepen your um, your commitment to things. And yeah. I think that that commitment leads to success. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. It's a, it's a great thing. So you alluded to something like, you know, we drop her off in London. She's there. And we took a trip, which we're going to talk to you guys about in the next episode. We knew that, it, again, thinking of secondary consequences. <laughs> I'm dropping my kid off in London. We're going to miss her. We're coming home to an empty house. Probably going to be sad, right? <laughs> so we planned an empty nester trip. Right. I said, I literally looked at you. I said, I just hope you know I'm going to need a little bit more attention than you're used to giving me. Not because I'm needy, but because it's a big time for us to go through and we need to be there for each other. Right. And so I was very clear on what I was going to need from you. Was I yeah, not? You were. So we you planned also a said, trip. I, I do not plan to come back to an empty house. Yeah. So we need to do something after. And I was like, OK. Yeah, I am not. Very I'm, clear. Yeah. So you planned a great trip. We'll talk about that in the next uh, yeah. episode. But I think. Um, so what do you think that the key to this transition is going to be? Well, you just cut off my whole thought. Oh. I was going somewhere. Oh, sorry. Shit. <laughs> sorry. Now I don't know what the hell I was going to say. <laughs> but I do have one quick thing okay. just before you. It sounds like you're wrapping that up. No, I was just going to ask you a question. Go ahead. No, don't ask me questions. Okay. Just kidding. Um, a couple of things. I was like, okay, if you're moving a kid to another country, like what do you need to know? And a couple of things that came to mind is like you need to know the area. And I'll go back to these. You need to have a plan and you need to know what apples to apples is, right? So, for example, get to know the area. The moment we got there, we dropped off our luggage at her new apartment and we literally knew where Ikea was and we walked there. Mm -hmm. Like within five minutes of, hey, this is a cute little place. Great. We've got nothing to furnish it. Like, let's go to Ikea. So we had a plan and we walked the area. When we walked the area to Ikea, we were like, oh, my God, there's Lebanese food. There's Chinese food. There's a Japanese grocery store. You could get the good rice. Like, so we were like exploring immediately to know, like, familiarize yourself with the area. Mm-hmm. Um, where could you pick up a quick bite to eat? You know, oh, this looks like a grocery store. Is this where you're going to be shopping? Here's a cool pharmacy right next to you. Like just getting to know the area. I think you want to do that as soon as possible. Um, we passed by a really cool gym and we were like, okay, we knew that we wanted to get her some sort of gym membership. Um, so get to know the area. Number two, have a plan. I think you should research, um, like ahead of time what's available. So for example, when we moved Kayla to Scotland, there was a Costco. 
Well, the Costco was 30 minutes away, so we knew we had to rent a car, right? Because you're going to need toilet paper and pots and pans and like all of this stuff. Well, there's no Costco within an hour drive of Jordan. So it was like, okay, well, what's the alternative, right? Um, But there was an Ikea, again, within walking distance. So we didn't need a rental car, but like figuring out like, okay, do we take the bus? Like the whole system there. Um, And then like grocery stores, like figuring out again, like, okay, this grocery store, this uh, Sainsbury looks really cool and convenient but come to find out this store that's a little couple blocks over it's called a little is really where you want to go because the stuff's super cheap one thing you guys got to teach your kids is how to shop on a budget Mm -hmm. and maybe it's like the grocery store was my first job so it's like the grocery store clerk in me but like i taught all the girls when you buy chicken or vegetables mushrooms whatever you need to look at the per ounce per pound price Because like, for example, if you buy a package of broccoli, it's all cut. That's cool. But that package of broccoli that's already prepped, although it's only two dollars, you could get two crowns of broccoli for 30 cents. Right. And so teaching them about like the ounces of chicken, you know, chicken tenders look cool because they're already I'm I'm talking about the raw ones, not like frozen, but like chicken tender cutlets. They look really cool because you don't have to do the work, but look at the price per ounce. And Jordan was like, it's three dollars more. That's ridiculous. Right. So just teaching them to cut it. Right. Teaching them how to kind of like save. And then last no apples to apples. This is one of the things we learned when we sent Kayla to Scotland was like, okay, we have Sephora. What do they have in Scotland that's similar, right? Mm -hmm. If they don't have Sephora, we have, you know, whatever the store is, but what's kind of the equivalent of this. So like looking for home products or home goods, do they have a home goods? They don't. Uh, but they have a TK Maxx. It's like a TJ Maxx, but it's a TK Maxx. And so just finding out like what things are similar. Right. Um, they have a, a store called Primark. It's like a Kohl's or like a Mervyn's. You know, they've got cheap clothes. You can get coupons. Good. Go to Primark all the time. This is where you should be shopping for this. So I think talking about those things and figuring out what those are so your kid knows like, oh, remember that store that's like the Sephora? Go there. Yeah. Um, is important. And, and I think that the big thing is just going with them right. so that you can like talk these, some of these things through um, so that they have a pretty good idea of, like, yeah. okay, hey, this is how I should be thinking about this in shopping. Can I so. just say two funny things? Like one, one day we had already gone to Ikea five different times and now it was like kind of the last day where we had a, a checklist. And so I said, let's divide and conquer. You go back to Ikea, you need one throw blanket for your couch or something um, or for her bed. And I, I, I said, and also get a knife. You need some knives for your kitchen and I'll go get X, Y, Z over here. She calls me laughing and she says, mom, you have to be 21 years old in this country to buy <laughs> knives. And I was like, wait for real. So she couldn't buy a kitchen knife. Right. Like if you go to Ikea in the UK, like the steak knives are cut up and they're going to, uh, uh the steak knives are locked up and you're going to get carded. So I think that like knowing stuff like that was really funny. Also, there was some sort of heat wave when we were in London. It was a hundred freaking degrees and we were sweating our asses off and there's no AC anywhere. Yeah. Why? I I don't understand (laughs) why these European countries like are so against ACs. And ice. Ice and and air conditioning. I I just don't get it. I want to talk about that next episode. Anything cool. It's like. Is comfort not important? Yeah. Right. No. And like, are you not expecting it, the temperature yeah. to get to this point? But it was 
miserable. Yeah. So, so the poor girl has got a fan. She's got a window. Yeah. The only way she can so pr- uh, produce any type of cool air. Um, so, but you know, yeah. that's, that's a character building part. So we leave Jordan. And again, the reason I was sad was because I thought we're not going to be a part of her day to day anymore. And I got to tell you, like we've been back now for a month and, um, and it's great. I don't, I miss her of course, but people are like, Oh God, are you guys just sitting at home? So sad. And I'm like, actually we're in really good spirits because I thought on the 6,626th day that we were not going to be a part of her day to day. Well, turns out she wants to call every day to tell us about her day because they're new adventures. And she's also just really used to having a family to come home to to say, let me tell you about my day. And so uh, if you try to get a hold of me between the hours of noon and 2.30, that 2.30 would be... Uh, 10 30 p.m. for her and that's her bedtime don't call me during that time because my kids probably facetiming me telling me about her day telling me about her amazing learnings in college Uh, and we've had some really interesting conversations where a teacher will say something and she's like mom this isn't about just like acting or college like this is life advice like do you feel like i felt that in my soul when she said it and it's just so good that i was like yes So she's taking notes and it's like helping her be better. And I just couldn't be more proud. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I obviously like I don't get the time to connect with her. But when when I do, um, I just I remember like the part that I miss the most is is the conversations. Right. With all the girls. Right. Mm -hmm. Like like at dinner time, the laugh, the jokes and all those kind of things. And then when the other the oldest two left. Jordan got all that attention so that we really got really close because mm-hmm. we were constantly this like after school. Yeah. It was the same type of routines. And so um, seeing that she was you know, FaceTiming and we were able to recreate that was it's just a really nice thing. So, so amazing. Um, it just goes back to like if you have young kids right now, make it a habit that you're sitting down and you guys have a good time talking. Yeah. Right. Not in talk and, about your peak and your pit right, of your day and have fun. Make jokes like make it so that it's engaging and they Mm -hmm. want to do it. Uh, If you start that really young, I think that as they get into their teenage years, the part that you have to be careful as as a parent is they're not going to share if you're judging. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you can give them guidance and you, you know, create a space where they can be honest and talk about the things that they, you know, they, they encounter at school, then I think when they do leave, that can they have an opportunity to continue. And I do think that the kids would say that like we were not those parents that were always in their corner. Like when it comes to like sharing a story or you come home from work and you hate your coworker or your teacher or your coach, we've never been those parents that are like, what a bitch. Like we just are not. We're like, well, you know, have you thought that maybe it's difficult to manage that many kids or have you considered that they're human also? And so I just want to challenge the people that are listening to this. When you have kids that come home and complain to you about something, try to get them to look at all aspects of things because teachers are humans too. Coaches get frustrated too, you know, like the people that you deal with or that they're going to school with, they have problems and things that happen outside of school. And so teaching your kids to have those critical thinking skills from a very young age, I think is super important. 
Um, and again, teach them how to cook. One funny thing, uh, Jordan's been doing a lot of meal prepping. I'm really proud because I share my, our recipes with like Kayla and Jordan. And so to see them cook, like if I call them or they call me and I'm like, oh, look at you meal prepping. And they're like showing me their groceries All and like sudden, what they yeah. made. I'm like, I love it. Right? right. So Jordan's at school. It's like the first week of school. And she was telling me these funny stories of all these friends she's trying to make. And I was literally like, wait, let me take notes for dad because I want to be able to tell him with excitement and remember I did a good job, you right? You did, you did. So I would give you a presentation when you come home. <laughs> Anyways, uh, shout out to Sokeb. He's one of Jordan's friends. And she was like, I was just like wondering, like, what do 18-year-old boys eat? Like, I'm over here shopping for all my stuff, making all these things, marinating chicken and stuff. And I just was wondering, like, what do 18-year-old boys eat? So she walks over, looks in his container that looks just like her lunch container. It's a Tupperware. So obviously you've meal prepped something, right? right? And she looks and she says that there's these stroop waffles. You know, you guys know those cookies, those like crunchy waffles. They're like really thin. They're like cookies, right? Yeah, they're really so thin. the stroop waffles are in the bottom of the container and then he has nuggets on top with uh like some shredded cheese that's not melted and she's like, "What is that?" <laughs> and he's like, "Girl, this is chicken and waffles." I about died. And <laughs> She goes, well, your cheese is not even melted. And he goes, oh, I did that on purpose. Like I heated it up and then I put the cheese on top. So he had a special way that he oh wanted to God. eat his chicken and waffles. But I just thought it was so funny that, you know, like yeah. this is the age where you're like trying to be self-sufficient and like and feed said, yourself. You know what? And, if I grab this and yeah, I grab these and I nuggets. Put this, in this, okay. And he seemed real happy to eat that. So right. shout out to Sakeb. Right. Like I love that for That's him. That's hilarious. So, yeah, I uh, we just want we just want those cooking skills to come home when, yeah. when they come back and visit because yeah. I feel like they 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 leave they them forget. in their countries. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm really proud of the young adults that all three of them are turning out to be. So, 100%. uh think about like if you have young kids right now, like what kind of adults do you want them to become and start training them now because let me tell you, 6600 days goes by really really fast. So, 100%. Um, we've got tons more to share and we will see you guys in the next episode. But uh, I think that's it for now. Absolutely. Right? And you know what? Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review leave your handle and until next time push through